Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No, I wasn't around for any of this crap, all right? So I was used to really fun football in the Valley. And this year has been a complete and total disaster. It's the TD Fanners. <laughs> The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Uh, presented by Fantasy Football at Sea, which we're all super pumped up about. I've been posting pictures on at Fantasy Football uh, crews on Twitter, at Fantasy Football at Sea on Instagram. Guys, the cruise is going to a private island, Coco Cay Island. Just type in hashtag Coco Cay and tell me that you don't want to hang out in that place. Also, like a brand new island. It's not even open yet. Yeah, it's brand new. It's with us. Open. Yeah, with us. That, that's exactly right, that's, that's the That's the most important part. The most, Absolutely. Yeah, the most important part, you get to hang out with us and check out where the tailgate party is going to be. My, oh, my. It's hard to imagine that there is anything better than what we're going to be doing next August. So be sure to check them out. Visit the site, fantasyfootballatc.com, and uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram if you guys have any questions. But, guys, we are making all of our picks. You two are making all of your picks today. And we're going to start off with the London game, the Philadelphia Eagles going to London to play the technical home team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Philly is a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Jacksonville here. Uh, these two teams, uh, Jamie said it perfectly, the Disappointment Bowl. Both of these teams have been a huge disappointment thus far. Blake Bortles got benched at halftime of last week's game. This is going to be an interesting one. Bruce Arians had some good comments on it, so if you haven't heard his interview yet, you should check it out. But, Jake, I'll let you go first here. What do you think is going to happen in this football game? Yeah, Disappointment Bowl so far, but they can both still win their division. Um I still think the Eagles are going to pull this off. I've got them 24-20, so I'm just a little bit above the line. Um, their secondary is bad, but I don't think Blake Bortles or whoever's playing quarterback can take advantage of it. I don't think the Jaguars have the weapons to take advantage of it. Philly's been pretty good against the run. Um, Jacksonville's just not playing to how they're built. They're kind of a fraud right now. This defense ran their mouth, and they're out there a lot, and they're giving up a lot of points. Philly's blown two big leads in the fourth quarter, but they've played okay. I think they start kind of turning it on. I think they have a better second half of the season than first. I think things start to settle down there. So I got the Eagles winning this one. I'm going to throw the London thing out and just pretend it's a neutral field in, in the States. And uh, I'm going to go Philly 24-20. Yeah, I agree with Jay completely. Now, I'm avoiding this game like the plague. Yes, I know there's my old thing if you don't bet on games not played in on this continent. But there's also – these are two teams that have been wildly tough for betters to kind of pick uh, throughout the season because these are two teams with much higher expectations in the way that they've played. Uh, I've had some heartbreaking losses, and I still haven't forgiven the Eagles for not helping me hit the over last week. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a little disappointed with that. Uh, But I'm with Jake here. I think the Eagles do just enough to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread here. Uh, I just don't know where the offense is coming from for Jacksonville. I think this is now a systemic problem. Uh, I think the Bortles that we saw against New England several weeks back isn't coming back this year at any point. 
Uh, Jacksonville's defense hasn't been anything special. Until I see them have a special performance again, I'm not going to just assume they're going to shut any team down and keep them to single-digit points from here on out. Both teams need this game. Both teams are in a very winnable division. But I think the Eagles ever so slightly eke this one out. All bark, no bite, as Bruce Arians said. That is the the words he described Jacksonville with. And listen, if you're Jacksonville right now, it's time to shut up and play football because you haven't seen anything that makes that defense look scary. Now, Calais Campbell did have his meeting with the players. We'll see. We'll see what this team looks like. The London games are always weird. It's like Thursday night football, but even, even more strange. So two teams that really need wins. It should be a pretty close game. Uh, Seattle Seahawks playing the Detroit Lions. Detroit, uh, the home team here, they're getting the usual three points at home. Jamie, I'll let you take this one first. What do you see happening in this one? I'm thoroughly unimpressed by both these teams usually, but it's a lot by Seattle. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Lions here to cover the spread. Not, And I'm not super confident in this game, but I will say the Seahawks are a different team away from home. They're a different team now than they've been in years past. They're not able to protect Russell Wilson at all. Russell Wilson is not playing to even when he has opportunities, not playing to the caliber we're used to seeing him playing. Uh, he's not running the ball himself as effectively as he normally has. I just, to me, I think the Lions have enough offensive firepower where they can get up maybe 10 points, 14 points in this game at some point, and I'm not sure, sure Seattle can climb back. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. I wrote down Seahawks 30-27. to 27. I don't really like it. Uh, but I'm not buying the Lions yet. They've been better, yes. I'm still kind of – I think I'm still hanging up on this beginning of the season slump that they look so bad, and Matt's, Matt Patricia's body language just still pisses me off. Um, but I agree with all of that. I can see it going either way. I don't really like my pick, but I'll stick with it and go with the Seahawks, 30-27. to 27. All right, next game we're looking at uh, – <laughs> listen, there's ever a team that needed a victory. It is the New York Giants, and they're playing the Washington Redskins. It is a divisional game. And the Redskins are one-point favorites going to New York. Jamie, I'll let you go first again here. What do you think is going to happen in this football game? Uh, then I'm going to be bored to death. That's what I think is going to happen in this football game. Look, uh, 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 the Giants are a disaster right now. And it, there's no fix for this season. It's over. I know they say it's not over and they're still trying, and they will. And that's what the players and coaches should say. You also, if they said anything else, you would have to, again, start cleaning house. But it's over for this year and you're starting to prepare for next year. The Redskins feel like they can win this division, and right now they're in first place, so they have a damn good reason to feel like they should win this division. They've been able to be effective on the ground. They might get Chris Thompson back this week. I'm still concerned about their ability to put up points long term, but I'm concerned about the Giants' ability to put up points when it matters in games, not in the final eight minutes when you're down two or three scores. Uh, I think the Redskins win this game. They're one-point favorites, so I think they win in cover. Yeah, I agree. I got this. I got the Redskins 24-20. I think their secondary is playing very well. Their pass rush has been pretty good. They've been kind of stingy against the run. Uh, they're running the ball very well, and they're putting up that 20 to 23 points a game that I don't think the Giants can do. So, yeah, I've got, I've got them winning and covering as well. All right, the next game is the second largest spread of the weekend. That is the Denver Broncos going on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 10-point favorite at home a reflection of what the Chiefs have been doing week in and week out for every team, and they're at home in a divisional game. I don't think that this train slows down at all. Jake, you have been uh, captain of the train, the director of the train for Patrick Mahomes. What is the, what's going to happen in this game? I got a 31-23, but I damn sure can see him covering the 10, man. Arrowhead's impossible to play. It's a divisional game. 
I mean, the Broncos can wreak havoc with that pass rush when it gets there, but they haven't been doing a whole lot. The Chiefs defense has been stingier, and they, their pass rush has been okay. I think I'm going to stick with the 31-23 that they almost cover, but don't. I can definitely see them doing that. But, you know, that divisional game thing still scares me a little bit, and eight is a lot. So I don't know that they get to the 10. I can see it. I think they win easily. Um, but I, I, I just – nothing's slowing this Chiefs offense down. I'm going to make a call here on the fly. Oh, boy. Something in this game is one of my locks of the week. Okay. And I'm, I just made that call right here, right now. There's something in this game that's my lock of the week. So, All right, so you're going to have gonna... to go to tdfantasy.com, be a premium subscriber. Uh, it'll be up on the site uh, as you're listening to this podcast, and you can see what those picks are. Yeah, so we're, we're moving right along. And we're moving right along to a game that I'm only going to talk to Jamie about, and that is Baltimore playing the Carolina Panthers. Baltimore is a two-point favorite going on the road. This is a sneaky good game. Like yeah. this, this is, I mean, Baltimore looks really, really good. I know they didn't. They, who knows what would have happened if Tucker makes an extra point and and you go into overtime there? But they look really good. This is a team that's going to make some noise in January. But I think the Panthers got a little bit of confidence. This team is they're not as good of a team as Baltimore, but they're kind of getting a little bit of confidence after the way they had that twenty-one point fourth quarter comeback against the Eagles. Uh, I think this is going to be a really close game, and I'm actually going to go with the home underdog here, Panthers plus two. I think this is a field goal game, and but I think they're going to do just enough to if they can't win this game, it's only they're going to lose by maybe one. All right, Jake, the next game is an, is, a, is a great game always, and it's a better game this year because the Cleveland Browns are actually a formidable opponent, and they're going into Pittsburgh – and Pittsburgh is a eight-point favorite at home. Now, this Browns defense has been stingy at times. Baker's had his trials and tribulations. He's been up and down. He's a rookie, uh, kind of to be expected. But eight's a bit. Eight's a pretty big line here. And but Pittsburgh looks like they're on track. Do you see Pittsburgh covering that eight points? So you guys know that I pick my games without looking at the lines. I've got the Steelers twenty-eight to twenty, and if I'm on the line, then I got to give you guys which way I'm leaning. I'm gonna lean on the Steelers to to beat that. Uh, it's a revenge game. I think the Steelers got it going more than the Browns. The Browns have some offensive problems. They're, they're, they have playmaker deficiency now. And Joku's getting better. He's playing well. Jarvis Landry's playing well. Chubb is now the feature back. Mayfield's playing okay. But Callaway's been a disappointment. We talked about that the other day. They don't really have a secondary piece. Those guys keep getting hurt. Uh, and that defense is not as good as it was last year. And it's damn sure not what I was expecting it to be this year. They're giving up a ton of big plays. And I think this offense, the Steelers coming off a bye, is primed and ready and healthy. I think they made some adjustments during the bye week, and I think they just go in there and have a really good game. I think they have a huge second half of the season. I, I do as well. I love really talented, good teams coming off of a bye and playing at home. I mean, that is the per- – you can just build a perfect scenario for teams. That is it. I think the Browns are a up-and-coming team. But, again, I think we need to start looking at the Browns like a – Six and ten, seven and nine caliber team, yeah. not a nine and seven caliber team. Like maybe we kind of got out in front of ourselves considering how well they played early on. Um, again, I don't like the line being more than a touchdown, but I'm going to think the Steelers cover this game. I think they're going to put up a lot of points in the second half, and I think all of the, I know the Le'Veon Bell thing is still a distraction, but it is a fraction of a distraction now compared to where it was five, six, seven weeks ago. Uh, I think this team is going to start rolling, and a team we're going to be talking about 
in the conversation for AFC championship contenders. Yeah, I think when you've gotten to the point where one of your wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, is making jokes about winning the Powerball to pay, pay Le'Veon Bell, where you've kind of – it's now come full circle. Yeah. It's it's more of a – They're in on the joke now. They're in on the joke now. It is what it is. Whatever is happening, it's not this big, huge distraction anymore. And listen, they still have so many playmakers on that team that they – Yes. James Conner's doing just fine, by yeah, the way. Yeah, James so Conner's doing pretty well so. for himself. And that team looks like they're back on track. And and I believe that this is the Super Bowl caliber team that we all picked at the beginning of the season. All right, the next game, the Chicago Bears are at home against the New York Jets. Uh, the Bears are an eight-point favorite at home. Oh, boy, it went up. It went up from where it was. I know that J- Jamie and I were in the office having an interesting conversation about this game because he said – Listen, Sam Darnold is not the same player away from home that he has been at home, and I think that's a reflection of this line, obviously. The Bears also losing a clo- another close game last weekend at home. Jake, I'll let you take this one first. How do you see this game shaking out? So I got the Bears winning, and I think winning solid. I don't know that they cover, man. That The Jets have definitely not been the same on the road. They've been really good at home, but they've been stingy all year, and they've been fighting you. That young, swaggy team is coming through. Todd Bowles is a hell of a coach. These guys are playing really hard. I don't think they have the firepower to hang in there. Uh, But the Bears' defense has had two really bad weeks in a row, like really bad. Uh, The loss to Miami was awful, and then they had that game won. If you're going to take the next steps of being a really good team, you had New England beat, and you blew that one. I got a 28-21. I think they're just under covering that eight, but I think they win pretty handily. Uh, but if they've got to get to where they can, as the weather changes, I've said it all year, they got to be able to put two tight ends on the field and run Jordan Howard some and get first downs. they got to be able to get two or three first downs on a drive. Even if they punt and they take five minutes off the clock, they're going to have to be able to do that if they're winning some of these games, 24-21, 24-20 in the fourth quarter, and closing these guys out. You can't have this razzle-dazzle Oregon offense in the fourth quarter when you're trying to kill the clock and win some of these games. I think it's costing them a little bit. I love the point you made about taking the next step as a team. And and I know it's not quite apples to apples, but you talk about that AFC Championship game last year with Jacksonville. And again, you have New England right where you want them. You are the better football team at that point. You need to close them out. And I think that's the next step the Bears need to take. They're not in the Patriots category quite yet. They could be as early as maybe even the end of this year or maybe next season, but they need to take that next step. That being said, I think here's the combination. I like Sam Darnold a lot. I think he's going to have a very bright future. But right now, he's going to turn the ball over a lot. And I think the Bears are going to put a lot of pressure on him. I think they're going to get him. They're going to hit him, sack fumbles. I think interceptions are going to happen. I think the Bears are going to do enough on defense to kind of keep the Jets off off guard going on. And I think Trubisky and company can do enough for the Bears to cover that eight-point spread. But as somebody from a fantasy perspective, Russell Wilson for me was on a bye last week. I played Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to play him again over Wilson this week. It is an experience watching Mitch Trubisky because yes, there, there are times where he makes certain throws that you go, wow, that's it. In this offense, he is going to take this Bears team to the next level. And then there are times where he makes throws and you go, how on earth could any team trade up in the draft for this guy? Yep. It is just a, it's an amazing experience. And then watch you watch him run and you think you're watching the second coming of freaking Fran Tarkington. He's one of the yeah, running quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like the effortlessness in which he, he picks up yards on the ground. Crazy. He doesn't even like crazy. The, yeah, I'm not com- comparing him to Randy Moss. Just understand that. But the, in a similar way, when Randy Moss yes. would run down the field, you're like, oh, he's not even trying as he's running by the fastest players in the field. Trubisky doesn't look like he's trying that hard as he's circling 70 yards to make an eight-yard touchdown run. It's it's a perfect the, the perfect way I can describe it is I'm sitting in Soldier Field watching this game happen, and Craig, our boss, is sitting next to me, and he 
didn't even realize that Trubisky ran for 60 yards because it looked so effortless that he just ran down the field. He goes, oh, my God. I go, yeah, that was a 60-yard run. And that's, from a fantasy perspective, why Jamie and I had this conversation earlier on in the week. Hey, listen, we're at a point where you probably drafted Russell Wilson pretty high, and that's why, people, our message at the beginning of the season remains true. Do not draft quarterbacks early because it's usually a disappointment and Russell Wilson has been a huge disappointment thus far I think he's QB 18 right now sounds about right in total points which is man oh man far off what far off what you're used to him being all right the next game Tampa Bay going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals the Bengals are four point favorites at home they had a horrible performance last week in Kansas City but I expect this team to bounce back in a big way Jake, do you agree? Do you see this this team kind of coming back and playing much better at home? I do. I do. But it's two good defenses and two bad offenses. I've got the Bengals on the line again, so I'm going to lean to, to be over that that they cover. I've got them 31-27. Uh, Tampa Bay's offense is legit. They're turning it over a little bit too much, and their defense is now reeling with two linebacker losses, Quan Alexander being out for the year, uh, which is really going to hurt them. That's going to play right in the Bengals' favor. But I think this is another shootout, um, a lot like I was expecting the Kansas City and Cincinnati game to be last week. But the Bengals are going to bounce back. I think they I think they get that. And if i got to lean one way or the other, since I got it right on the line, I'll lean for them to, to cover that four. Yeah, I think this is a bounce-back game for the Bengals. I was actually a little surprised by that line only being four points. I thought that if that – again, I know they were a disaster last week, but that line two weeks ago is Bengals minus eight. Uh, so I, was, I think there's some actually some value here uh, in taking the Bengals minus four. I know Jake has it right on the line, but I think this is a big bounce by week for the Bengals. As competent as the Bucks' offense is, they're not going to stop anybody on Cincinnati's offense. So I mean, and that's going to be the big problem here. I think there are a lot of points in this game, and I think the Bengals uh, win by. I think they could even win by a couple scores. Yeah, over. Uh, Indianapolis Colts going to Oakland. Oakland is uh, putting it nicely. A, they suck. A complete and utter trash dumpster fire it is absolutely it is a disaster in Oakland as we discussed on the last podcast and if you want to you know check that one out we had we had we had a lot of thoughts and Jamie had a lot of thoughts and you you definitely need to hear that podcast as well but Jake the Oakland Raiders are three-point dogs at home here against a bad Indianapolis Colts football team what does that say about the before you pick the game what does that say about the state of the Oakland Raiders that they are at home against what did you call them Jamie they're a two-win team with a 12-win quarterback it's not a good time to be a Raiders fan no they're selling the farm man and they uh the stuff coming out of there is bad it's ugly you know the team is not very good they don't have anything on defense to get a pass rush their secondary is not very good their linebackers are old Marshawn Lynch is now an IR Murray Cooper is now a cowboy like you can only stockpile so many draft picks, but you still got to play games now. I mean, my dad said pretty pretty uh, poignant this morning on Doug and Wolf. was like, man, this is a win-now league. The only team that's not worried about that is the Raiders because they gave Gruden $100 million, and he can't go anywhere because they can't afford to fire him. So it, it's just bad. But, you know, this Colts team's not that bad. This, this front seven has been stingy two years in a row now against the run. The Raiders can't run it. Talking to my dad after calling the Jets Colts game and the enthusiasm that Andrew Luck has for playing football again, he's like he's like a, he said he's a kid in Pop Warner the first year he's ever put on pads and he just has a smile on his face to do everything. And he he made the quote to me: "I wouldn't want to play this team in November. They're not going to win a lot of games, but T.Y. Hilton coming back healthy and Andrew's going to fight you to the end. They're one of those teams that can get hot and and ruin somebody's season. 
I'm going to throw a freebie out and say the Colts cover that and go 27-20. I can see it being bigger than that, but I think the Colts win this game, and I think they run away with it. Marlon Mack coming back has been really good for them. It's kind of stabilized that that backfield, and I, I, I think they're okay. I mean, they don't have a lot else other than Andrew Locke and T.Y. Hilton like we talked about, but I think they're pretty – I think they're okay. They're not that bad. Yeah, I love the Colts in this game too. Uh, again, as Jake said, Marlon Mack coming back and, and – Running as hard and as well as he has, yeah. uh, it really gives him some balance on offense. Look, we all know Andrew Luck's awesome. I mean, we don't. Anybody who's watched Andrew Luck play football knows how good Andrew Luck is, and we've known for a while. There, there are not enough superlatives in the book to talk about how awesome he is. He's going to put up a lot of points on this defense that can't stop anything. No, there is nothing I like about this Oakland Raiders defense. There's right now nothing I like about this Oakland Raiders offense. Uh, again, it just it's to me. I would be. It's not my lock of the week. But I would be shocked if the Raiders win this football game. The freebie, as Jake said earlier, I think both guys are, are on board for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, this, is, this has got to be one of the largest spreads against Aaron Rodgers that I've seen in quite some time. The Green Bay Packers are going on the road to play the L.A. Rams, and the Rams are nine-point favorites. That is a huge spread against Aaron Rodgers. Now, the Green Bay Packers are not a very good football team. Aaron Rodgers is a very, 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 very good football player on a bad football team. Again, I feel like I say yeah. that all the time. It's the always. Second game in a row with that. Yeah. Although, and, again, I would say, I, boy, I don't know. Jake, just off the cuff here, taking the quarterbacks aside, which roster would you rather have right now, the Colts or the Packers? I was just about to say that. So you guys came to me. This is a 16-win quarterback with a one-win roster. I think, yeah. I think the Colts have a better roster. I think they're playing harder. They got the rookie linebacker leading the league in tackles. Marlon Mack is back. T.Y. Hilton, they got some other pieces on offense. The offensive line's pretty good. They put a nice offensive line, especially from the center to the left tackle in front of Andrew Luck. Uh, I think the Colts have a better roster. And right now they might have a better quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not playing great. I'll go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and run with this. I don't think they cover. I got the Rams 34-27, but I have that as the Packers scoring a late touchdown that doesn't mean anything. So I think they, they really do cover, but it's one of those, you know, backdoor, backdoor screw, up, yeah, yeah. screw up the spread kind of games. Look, the Rams have it all. Todd Gurley's leading the league in rushing, but he's not even putting up like he put at that one 200, you know, 200 plus yard game, but he's putting up 70, like two or three touchdowns every week, but they're, they're doing everything and you can't run it on them. I mean, everybody's running on them a little bit because everybody's scared to pass it on them because now they got Indomitian Sue and Aaron Donald coming off the edge last week. How awesome was that? Like Wade Phillips, I just freaking love. Uh, so I think the Rams win this game handily, and I think Aaron Rodgers maybe scores a, a backdoor cover touchdown to screw up the spread. Yeah, as much as I – the only thing I hate right now more than betting against Aaron Rodgers is betting against the Rams. I mean, that team is yeah. just firing all cylinders. Look, I'm going to take the L on this one. I'm going to take the Rams minus nine, knowing full well that Aaron Rodgers is going to score a garbage touchdown. <laughs> like, I just – and backdoor, and backdoor cover. I just I, – I know it. I know it's going to happen. Jake just said it. it we all know this is going to happen. The Packers yeah. are going to lose by, like, eight because of a backdoor cover or something. But – uh, I just can't pick against the Rams right now. That team is that team's the best team in football, and I am very much looking forward to the matchup later in the year they have with Kansas City. Yeah, they're the, the home team in this game. Green Bay plays significantly worse on the road, and they're just a in much inferior opponent. And frankly, a much like coaching wise, Sean McVay is in oh, another yeah. atmosphere right now than anybody else, and especially. The, uh, there are a lot of people that are not very happy with Mike McCarthy and, and what they're doing over in Green Bay. And to Jake's point, there are very, I would you could if you can even pick one, you could count with like a half of a hand how many defensive coordinators you'd rather have in the league right now than Wade Phillips. Yep, I 100% agree. I'm not even sure there is one. Yeah, 
uh, especially with the talent on that roster. All right, the San Francisco 49ers coming to Arizona. The Niners are a one-point favorite in this game. If there's ever been a time – see, listen, I, this is where I'm going to go on a rant because I moved to Arizona, and the second that I moved here, Bruce Arians became the head coach. So I got spoiled, okay? I got spoiled because I wasn't around for when the Arizona Cardinals were garbage. The John okay? Navarre years. No, I wasn't around for any of this crap, all right? So I was used to really fun football in the Valley, and this year has been a complete and total disaster. So much so that Patrick Peterson, yes, Patrick Peterson wanted the hell out of this place because it's a, it is a disaster. And this football team is not good. And Josh Rosen is okay. And it's, it's David Johnson supposedly is going to start getting used a lot more uh, like he was getting used in Bruce Arians' offense because Byron's going to be calling plays. I need to see it to believe it because this team has been horrible thus far. And I watched – the San Francisco team go into Green Bay and should have won that football game. So at this point, I don't know how you could pick the Arizona Cardinals, even though they're at home. Jake, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Look, the 49ers lost to the Cardinals in a game that they should have won. They put up 450 yards of offense, whatever it was. Kyle Shanahan, I love as an offense coordinator, but Marquise Goodwin's back since that game. C.J. Beathard, to his credit, is tough as freaking nails, has been standing there and making plays for them the last couple weeks. That defense is stingy. I got the Niners 24-20. Uh, the, look, the Cardinals' offense is going to be different. They're going to simplify it. They're going to play a little bit faster. They're going to take some more shots down the field. I think they will get David Johnson in space. David Johnson, fantasy owners, ought to be happy because I think his points are going to go up and they're not all going to be just crap garbage points. But like Mark Schlereth, to give Stink some credit the other day, is Byron Leftwich going to go block? No. You can only do so much in an off week. Yeah, you got a couple extra days, but you're still putting a game plan in together. And you got an extra day or two. I mean, it's really going to be Byron. And Byron's never done this in a regular season game. He's ready. I'm really excited about this for him. I hope the second half of the season he catches his footing because I think he's a, as a rock star coach moving forward. But let's be honest. This defense is God awful. You took the top seven defense five years in a row in the scheme and the players for that scheme. And you might have better players for that scheme this year. And you're terrible. You can't stop anybody for anything. You're giving up big plays. You're having a run down your throat. And they haven't changed anything. The defense has changed nothing. So coming off this bye, maybe they make some adjustments. I can see the Niners winning this game, you know, 30-17. to 17. I, I can see them being that much better. I've got them 24-20 and covering that. But, no, I can't pick the Cardinals right now. And it just pisses me off every time we talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident saying the Niners are going to win this football game. They were the better team in the Cardinals' only victory of the year. I mean, again, you turn the ball over that much, you're almost doomed no matter how well you play. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, Beathard has vastly exceeded my expectations for him. It looks like a completely different player than the one I saw play at Iowa. Uh, to me, again, I, I'm excited about for fantasy owners for David Johnson. I'm excited for the opportunities that might be there. I'm excited for Byron Leftwich to get an opportunity calling some plays and see how that's going to go uh, in, in regular season. But – the notion that the offensive coordinator is the only reason why the Cardinals were are one and five is ridiculous. This team has a lot of flaws in a lot of areas, and that's just not going to be fixed because you got two extra days in new OC. Uh, no. they're, they're still the same team that we saw and seen all season, and they're the same frauds that we, we said they were in the preseason when they were getting talked up locally as a team that would be in the, in the playoffs. No, I think Mike McCoy is the fall guy here. We said that from the very beginning. Yeah. We said that he was going to be the guy that took the fall for this team. But listen, people gave us a lot of flack on social media at the beginning of this year when we picked this team to win five games. They will be lucky to win five football games. 
They probably I would bet my life right now that they're not going to win five football games. They they have a tough schedule. This team is not good on any part. And as much as we are all team Byron, it's it, it, he can't go out there like Jay, he can't, he go, can't go block. He can't go block. <laughs> he can't so. go catch passes. He can't go make throws. He can't and frankly can't make this defense better because this defense has been absolutely terrible. So the 49ers, I think this is this would be if I was making a lock, people, this would be my lock of the week. It would be the San Francisco 49ers. Uh next game, this is a really good game. New Orleans Saints at Minnesota Vikings. That's our Sunday night football matchup. Vikings are a one point favorite at home. This is really obviously yeah, this, this line's been all over the place. The Vikings started as three point favorites. At one point it was a pick 'em earlier today. Now it's back to the Vikings minus one. Uh, this is this is the best game of the weekend. Uh, yep. offenses galore. Here's the difference for me, and I'm gonna take the Saints to win this game outright. Uh, the Saints are hot right now. They've won five in a row. I think the Vikings will start to get there. They're a bet they're they're starting to show signs of them being a better team. But I've watched the Vikings a lot because there's a lot of games where I've bet the over with them. So you're kind of watching a different game. That offense takes some time to get going. I think, again, by the time we get to the playoffs, this is a team that's going to be a really, really strong contender. But right now, when they're facing another team of equal talent level, I'm not sure they'd be up for it. They let the Jets stay in that football game for a very long time last week. And we have seen this team kind of play down to their opposition. I wonder if this is a case where this is a game because it's a, a great opponent. It's a playoff rematch. It's Sunday night football that they'll get up for this game. But right now, I've seen the Saints get up for every single game that they've played in since that week one game. I need to see the Vikings do the same. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I mean, if I was going to have a lock of the week, I'm going to ride with the Saints again since so the Vikings are one-point favorites. Uh, I got the Saints 28-24. I'm taking Drew Brees over Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, neutral field, New Orleans, wherever it is. Uh, I think Minnesota probably has more weapons overall, but you know Cook is out again. Tavis Murray's okay. Um, I think the Saints are just going to keep firing all cylinders. I mean, they got two or three more weapons now with Ted Ginn being out, uh, Traquan Smith and Cam Meredith stepping up. Um, of course, Michael Thomas. But now you know Camaro was huge last week. Look, Baltimore has the best defense in football. They're better than the Vikings. The one thing that scares me about this pick is Everson Griffin coming back for this Vikings defense will make a big difference. If he does play this weekend, he was back at practice this week, that Vikings defense could get going. I agree with Jamie. They're going to be scary by the time we get to the playoffs, and I think they are going to win this division. But I'm going to ride with the Saints, man. I think they got a chance to really make a run too, and I think they're one of the best teams in football right now. The revenge game for New Orleans. Got to take Drew Brees going in in a, in, a, in a football game that they should have won they were the better team last in that season. Game too. They were the better team all football game and made a, a bad mistake at the end of the football game to allow Stephon Diggs to score that touchdown. I expect Drew Brees to put up 30 points or more in this game. I think it's going to be a good game for, for New Orleans. And I think it's going to be a fun Sunday night football game in general. All right, the last game, the biggest point spread of the weekend. The New England Patriots going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, sorry, ESPN. There is no rivalry. They keep running these commercials, the renewed rivalry. Uh, there's no rivalry. Buffalo has to be a good football team for this to be a rivalry. Uh, 14 points on the road. Uh, New England's got it going on. They're back on track. Everybody's healthy. Uh, with the exception of Sony Michelle's injury is a little worrisome because, as Jamie said, he doesn't have any cartilage left in his knee anymore. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening in this football game? We had a great Sunday night football game and what I expect to be a terrible Monday night football game. Yeah, I'm going game. to dinner with uh, with my girl and my buddy on Monday night, and I'm happy about it, so we're not having to watch this game because it's going to suck. Uh, I, I, I almost want to guarantee, and I never do this over 8 or 10, but I almost want to guarantee the Bills – 
lose by much less, like much more than 14. I got, the, I got the Patriots 35, 13. I don't see any way this doesn't happen. Yeah. Sony Michelle is not going to play. That means James White's going to be in there. And they're going to throw it all over him. I, I just don't see anything else happening in this game. They're going to go destroy him. And it's going to be a terrible game to watch. Yeah. And I just, I mean, again, this, this goes against every like betting tip of all time, taking a, a team that's 14 point favorites on the road. But how is Buffalo going to score points in this game? New England, New England's going to keep rolling. Like I said, yeah, Sony Michelle being out is a concern for them long term. It's not a concern for them this week at all. Uh, they'll get their 10 to 12 touches for Kenyon Barner as well if they need someone to pound the rock on the ground when they're up 35 in the fourth quarter. Like, they'll be fine. The Patriots are going to cover this. Uh, this is probably a game you're going to try to look for prop bets. They're just a little bit more enjoyable for you than taking the 14 points here. But I don't see how the Patriots – even I don't even see a backdoor cover here. No way. No. I just, I, well, the Bills just they, – they're – I mean, this has been asked to me a lot, and I still think the Cardinals are a worse team. But, boy, the Bills are a close second. I'm going I'm to ask you this question because we've had this uh, argument over the past few days, Jake, and you haven't been here, so we haven't asked you in, per- in person. But if you have the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals on a neutral field, which team wins the football With game? Current coaching staff. It depends on who's playing quarterback for the Bills. I Actually, if Josh Allen's playing in that game, I think it might be fun to watch. Because they're both so bad, it might look like a good game. <laughs> I'd, pro- I'd probably still take the Cardinals because David Johnson would be the best player on the field. I think they still have the best player on the field on offense or defense, if that's the case, and they have the best defensive player in Patrick Peterson. I'd have to lean towards the Cardinals if they were playing on a neutral field. But I, that how, shock, how shocking nope. is it to even have that conversation? Right. Yeah, I, and I, I'm of the mind. This the Cardinals are more talented. I'm not sure they're the better team. They are definitely sure. not the better coaching staff. Yeah. No, no, not that is that is for sure. All right, Jake. How can everybody follow you on social media and harass you about your picks? Please do. I was 12 and two last week and 10 and four against the spread. So bring it, uh, Jake B Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Uh, Jamie. Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on Instagram. And guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I, and you should follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out the guys' premium picks on TDFantasy.com, but you have to subscribe to get those picks and make the money. So be sure to check that out. Guys, thanks for joining me and have a good weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.